Welcome to another episode of Pioneers vs Pretenders. I'm your host, Joe Human, and today we've got a very cool guest. Her name is Tando K, and yeah, we're going to be speaking to her about anything and everything. She was she was actually like asking me, what questions do you have for me? And I was like, no, we're just going to have a conversation. Okay. Hi, Joe. Hello. Hello, listeners. Tell us a bit about yourself, Tando. Um, I'm Tando. Everyone calls me Tando K, but my real surname is Kumalo. Okay. K, Kumalo. And it. I like the way you speak. Spelt K because it's yeah. K-A-Y-E and yeah. not K-A-E. So, yeah, for years I was looking for how to spell this K, right? Mm-hmm. Because everyone calls me K. There mm-hmm. are so many Tandos exactly. in my generation. So, um, one day I was reading, um, what's this book? The Great Gatsby. Mm. And there's... There's a book? Yeah. Well, it's from a book. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know. It's that. like a classic. We every school, like if you learn something every day. Really? Yeah. My school you never had that. You never read Great yeah. Gatsby in school. No, we had. Some. We read it in English. Or maybe and then I forgot. In English in high school, mm-hmm. and then we also I also read it in university in my okay. first year cool. when I studied literature. Mm. So um, yeah, I was looking for this the way to spell it, and I was reading Great Gatsby and. Uh, this name, a character's name called Ella K mm-hmm. came up and the K was K-A-Y-E mm. and I was like, I oh. found it. Because <laughs> everyone else was spelling it K-A-Y mm. and I was like, it looks so unfinished, like unrefined, yeah. like that. That's, that is very, very interesting. Uh, so what do you do, Tando? I'm a brand strategist by trade. Okay. Um, I used to work for Brand Union and now I'm freelancing. Okay. Um, but I've also started doing quite a bit of modeling. Mm-hmm. I got booked for like Dark and Lovely. Mm-hmm. That was like huge for me. Is it? Was it because of your hair? Because I feel like that's Part, been partly very because iconic in your my, look lately. Really mm. iconic. Yeah, like I've always known you to have an afro and yeah. just natural hair. Yeah. You know. Um, I only cut my hair in 2015. It's been. Three years now, mm-hmm. yeah. That's it's cool. 2015, maybe 2016 even. Uh-huh. No, 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, the afro is like a thing now. Mm. When people see people with afros, sometimes they think it's me. They mm-hmm. say that. And I'm That's like, cool. Hence, I'm saying it's become very iconic. I guess it's part of your look. Yeah, now. it is like a thing. Yeah. So for the dark and lovely gig was definitely for my hair, but also my face mm-hmm. because they need a face as well. Yeah. yeah. You guys are gonna see her face on the poster. <laughs> Everyone is wondering. <laughs> One day, um, and um, then I got booked. Oh yeah, and then I did a an Omo thing as well recently. Okay. Yeah, it's I'm cool. having a lot of fun. It's something that I've always wanted to do, mm-hmm. uh, modeling. Do you feel like it's it's something that's um, taking you out of your comfort zone in a way? Not at all. If anything, it's part of who I am. Because I did, um, I went to deportment school, which mm-hmm. is like modeling school, okay. when I was a kid. Mm. So I've always done like, you know, this kind of thing. And I'm always, I've always done like drama uh, choir, like performance is my mm. thing. So I'm not scared of being looked at cool. or playing a role, you know. So, yeah, if anything, like my dreams are coming true right now. And I'm having so much fun. I cannot believe it. 
that's awesome that, i cannot believe that what's is, happening that is really great um tando yeah you mentioned that you were a communication strategist a brand strategist brand strategist yes, that's different hmm really How? yes Explain. so a com a communication strategist is a person who does who specializes in putting the brand in places where the target market is. Mm. So that is like, it's almost like a planner, mm -hmm. you know, a person who chooses, okay, so if we're working with Apple, what kind of customer do we have? Mm. What kind of media does our, our customer engage with? So we'll put our ads on Vuzu, we'll put our ads in Santon Mall, mm. in specific places. That, that's communication strategy because they deal with the actual communication between the brand mm. and the consumer. What I do is brand strategy. Okay. I strategize what the brand looks like, what it sounds like, what it tastes like, you know, and then I decide I basically create a story for, for the brand. Mm, a narrative. Exactly. Of. And then all the elements of the brand have to be consistent with exactly that. And mm. before that, I have to come up with, I have to do research and come up with insights that determine where this story is going, mm. basically. Do you think that a lot of our African brands sort of lack a strong narrative? Do they lack consistency? Um... I think that's too general to say mm -hmm. when you say African brands. Um, there are African brands who are doing really great and have a beautiful story to tell. Um, but there are who, who are consistent, just like any... And that depends on the agency you're with. It mm -hmm. depends on the actual marketing team of the company because sometimes they want something that has nothing to do with the brand. And a lot of the time, a, mis a miscommunication happens between the brand, the real brand story, mm -hmm. and what the marketing team perceives to mm -hmm. be the brand story, which is why they usually get an agency because agencies specialize in creating brand stories or deducing brand stories from what the brand has been mm -hmm. through. So yeah. what is what is sort of like your process in in creating a narrative? Where do you start and where do you finish? With a brand. Mm. Okay, so the first thing that I have to do is a brand audit. I look at the brand and I break it apart. Okay. It's visual elements, mm -hmm. it's audio elements, um, it's actual product, um, it's story, uh, which is how, how the brand began, who started the brand, that kind of thing. So I break up those elements and I create a brand audit. Okay. And then after that, I do a competitor analysis. I look at its direct competitors. What are they doing in the same scene? Visually, audio, um, on TV, like everything they're doing, mm. even the actual product. How does it differ from this product, you know, and what are the benefits? What, how do these benefits differ? Mm. And once I've done that for each, so I do a brand audit for all the competitors. And okay. once I've done that for that, for all of them, I have to take my brand mm. and then put all of them on a graph basically mm. and plot them. So then I find like different, uh, I find like about four elements mm. that, that they fall under that this brand or that all the brands fall under. And then I plot them. So this one falls is closer to a utility brand or it's mm. more of a, um, 
like they'd focus on nostalgia utility and emotional emotions usually sit on the same plane on the same scale okay yeah and that's like so i compare them and then i find where my brand sits or where it can sit where the gap is mm. and when i can plot where the gap is that's going to become the differentiator of my brand that i'm working on and then from there i say i start creating a narrative so what what goes into creating a narrative do you think that it is it is a story of or how the brain started is it the story of the founders and what they feel what are their values yeah. or um do you create a narrative based on the research and the analysis that you have done and how you can then twist that into getting into the specific uh, space of the industry it's literally all of that all mm -hmm. of what you mentioned so it's it's finding that gap right what makes it special because the the story cannot be Diff, the, I mean, the story can of one brand cannot be the same as of True, another definitely. brand, right? So we look at all the elements and then we say, okay, what makes this special, mm. right? And often I choose the emotional side because I know that's how we connect mm. brands to people through emotion, through their hearts. And if it were, if it works. You know, because some brands, you can't really create the emotional thing. Yeah. If it works, then we go and we start the narrative on an emotional scale, you know. But often that's the case. And um, my research will fall into that. So from the beginning of my research, right to the end, when I get my insight, and then right to the end when I create the narrative, that is that has to be consistent. I have to take the story, this narrative that I write and show how I came up with it from mm. all the research and all the other stuff that I've done, the audits and all of that. So it's all of it. Mm. Yeah. So for it's a lot of thinking work. It is. Yeah. And and for for a startup business, let's say yeah. someone who cannot be able to to actually afford an experienced yeah. brand, brand um, strategist how like what what are some of the steps that they can take like on, yeah on a very like um, small scale small like scale, rudimentary scale yes, to, yeah to, to to kind of align their <clears throat> brand and position it well so that it can be open for growth yeah so what i always say about stories is that you should tell your truth whatever the story is right and your truth is always special because no one ex no one experiences your truth like Definitely. you do so this works for people but it also works for brands so the truth of your brand if how you started your brand is going to be the truth of your brand and the story of your brand and that's all you have at that moment that's exactly what you should use if we look at Abotepo, the jean maker we look at skinny spoo mm. that's how they push their brand that look I'm gonna. I started this from scratch. Yeah. You know, smooth story is like I started selling socks for five rand on mm. a train, right? Yeah. Isn't that inspiring? It is. And now I have skinny smooth socks with this beautiful logo mm. and like a, a rich story to tell, right? I mean, we know that he's going through a tough time right now, <laughs> but it's still quite an inspirational story, mm. you know. 
and then you look at Teppo. Teppo used to walk around in G with like jean cutoffs everywhere he went. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's part of his story. That is part of his brand truth. You know? So I say that if if you're starting small, mm. use the truth. You know what I'm saying? Use your truth always, and it'll. First of all, it's authentic. People love the truth mm. and authenticity. And it's going to be timeless. It's going to be a story that is attached to you and the brand forever. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot a lot of businesses lack that authenticity. Yeah. Because I feel like also we, we have such amazing brands. And yeah. We have such amazing products and services. But getting the message across has kind of almost been a challenge. And yeah. That... That challenge is formed up by by um like you don't have a brand strategist, yeah, or you don't have an agency who who can create yeah. those elements for you and yeah. for you to look like a legit business, yes, you know um so I feel like those are those are some of some of some of the challenges that actually affect us mm. in growing a brand so mm. from a from a brand um strategist point of view mm. how do you how do you get those little things in in terms of how do you choose which is the best um creative team to work with or let's say you do get a creative team mm. how do you make sure that the work that they deliver to you is actually going to assist your brand in growing? okay so first of all when choosing a creative things? team you have to choose people that believe in you mm -hmm. you cannot have a creative team or a marketing in fact you cannot work with people who do not believe that what you're doing is a gonna change the world in some way mm. or changing people you know or how people feel if they don't believe in your product if they don't believe in your brand you sack them mm. right because you can't <laughs> they, they will never create good work for mm. you it's just how it is in the same way that you create something that you believe in and you cannot do great work on something you don't believe mm. in it's the same with the creative team that's what i believe you should always choose people and i'm a person who work with like who works with intuition mm. right gut feeling and your emotions we should never disregard them just because we're in a corporate space. That's exactly how you connect with people because they use emotions, right? So if you don't use emotions, how are you gonna how are you gonna connect with them? True. So you have to have a team that believes in you mm. just the way that you believe in yourself. That's one. Yeah. That's one. Mm. I don't know. What else? Because <laughs> they have the expertise, right? You choose people that believe in you and they'll do work. They'll create mm. the work because they have the expertise. And they'll come back to you and give you suggestions that will better your business as mm. well. I believe in that as well. You know, like people come to brand strategists and they're like, Oh, I think my logo needs to change, blah, 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 blah. And they have never considered the quality of their product. Exactly. Sometimes so, I look at the products so and I'm how, like... So how does one get there? Because yeah. Because look, for a startup business, yeah. I know, and I've experienced this because I run a digital agency. Yeah. They they honestly cannot afford some of the services that we offer. Yeah. Because creatives are expensive. True. We're, I'm expensive too. We're selling, <laughs> we're selling time. We're yes. selling value. And we're selling, you know? we're selling our brains. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So for us to negotiate below a certain amount... Yeah. 
is already almost like killing us, mm. right? So we get a small business that, that has a specific budget and mm. this is what they want. And what they want will actually help them to evolve and grow and yeah. get into the market. Yes. But then their budgets, yeah. unfortunately, we we cannot work with that, right? Yeah. So how if they if if that creative um if that business actually yeah. goes and consults a much affordable creative mm. team what are kind of the elements that they should expect? What is what is it? Oh, okay. How do they audit yes. that? Look, I can still be able to move with this. Yes. Because then it comes back to the point where a brand comes to you and says, we need our logo changed. Why? Because yeah. maybe the first creative team yeah. messed it up. Yeah. Right? Or did not um, put in all the elements that yes. they're trying to communicate. Yes. So how does, for a small business, how do you audit your design elements how do you on audit your brand strategy to a point where even though it it was um less affordable yeah it still sort of works yeah for you yeah so as you said there are there are several elements you know in in branding um and the ci is like only one mm. <laughs> it's one element um I would say as a as a small business what you should expect from um from creatives is first of all they should understand what your your business is about you know when they come to you with their their logo they don't come with the logo just three options mm. of logos first of all where do these come from why you know, what is the significance of these three things sure. that you're giving to me? So the first thing that those creatives need to understand your business, they need to understand where it comes from. They need to get the story of the business, which is what you give them as the owner of the business. And then after that, they need to look at what everyone else in your industry is doing. doing. Okay. Um, so this is direct competitors. And then the big guns and then uh indirect competitors mm. and then after that uh where were we competitor analysis after that um they need to decide where your business lies mm. within the spectrum of all the all the businesses that they've looked at your competitors where is the gap mm. between so everyone holds a space within the market, right? Where is the hole that you can fit into, <laughs> right? And once you find that, that's your insight, right? Mm. And then you decide from, then they decide from there that this is the story we're going to create for, for the business uh, or the brand rather. And from that story, they create a logo. That's where they create your CI. They create the logo, then they decide if your business is speaking to someone in letters and emails, whatever, mm. it needs to be consistent to that story. So what is the tone of voice that we're going to use? What is, what is the feel, the look and feel, colors, you know, in the different CIs? Those are the kind of things that you need to look out for. Before, a person can't just give you a logo. Mm. No. Because then it's then the work is incomplete. Where does it come from? You know, and did they find a gap? It won't touch anyone if it doesn't have a, a good story.
think that also puts those creatives in a place to almost create a strategy because all of yeah. those things yeah. is kind of formed through a strategy. Yeah. Uh, because I always say it is pointless um, having beautiful work yes. that isn't functional. Yes. Right? Um, Starbucks logo is memorable or Nike or Apple is, yeah. is memorable because behind the beauty of that artwork yeah. there's a strong strategy there's a yeah. strong brand exactly brand there's a story there's a story yeah. behind it right and it is really pointless having amazing work yes. that does not communicate yeah. look it looks good okay cool I see it but yeah. if it doesn't speak to me no. then you failed to communicate exactly that point and I always say that today our currency is stories, mm. right? I learned for myself when I started sharing my story. I don't know if you've seen on, on Instagram. I shot a photo series about my depression. Ooh. When I, start, I saw those. Yes. So I, I shared that story for the first time. Um, I, it was, I think I shared it on my birthday or close to my birthday. But I had shot it so long ago and I'd kept it um, because I was afraid, you know, I was like a little ashamed that I was depressed. But then I, a friend of mine was like, no, share your story. Someone needs to hear it, you know, and I shared it from there. You won't even you don't even know how the world has opened up to me. Oh. Right. Because they need the world needed that story. And that's like the currency now. That's how people relate to each other. It's how brands will relate to each other. You know, people have to look at, so strategists especially, have to look at how human beings are relating in order for them to create brands that can relate to people. Hmm. So if you, look, if you look at branding and like um, advertising, I think that people who studied humanities are more likely to make a success of a brand than a person who actually studied studied advertising. Well, Ask me why? Why? Because a person who studied humanities, so if you studied anthropology, sociology, psychology, mm. um, philosophy, you understand how the human mind works, how human beings work with mm. each other, and how society works as a whole. If you understand that, you can do anything. Hmm. Whoa. Especially when your business or your brand is human-centered. Mm. Yeah. I love it. I'm loving this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> really, I promise you. I'm really enjoying I this. I promise you. Um, and, and, and one thing I've also um, like noticed about you is that yeah. you have a very strong commentary on youth culture. Yes. Why do you think that that is important and how are you influencing that space? Okay. Uh, youth culture drives all culture. Mm. The youth, they drive change all the time. So we always have to look at what they're doing, um, whether it's whether it's cute or not. <laughs> you know, um, when we look at uh, the June 16 uprisings, they basically changed the course of apartheid from mm. that day. True. You know. And from that day, that's where people started awakening, awakening, awakening. Until 1990, and we see Nelson Mandela's been released. We look at Fees Must Fall. Mm. Who drove that? Yeah. The kids. Exactly. So we always need to, and even with trends, they drive the trends. If we're looking at who's popping right now in terms of music, mm. Abo, 
Tyler the Creator. It's your young Abo, You know what I'm saying? And it's people who young people look at. Mm. Not who we I mean I'm twenty-eight. I don't think I'm really considered youth anymore <laughs> unless we're talking about ANC standards. Well, but, <laughs> but Well look I've always heard people say a youth is anyone that's from eighteen to thirty-five. No. 30. Hell no. What? Hell no. If I'm thirty, I still feel youth like is I, I would say youth is from 10. If we're looking at youth of today, the mm-hmm. digital youth, okay. those kids digital are youth. connected. Hectic. Those kids are I connected. Know. My niece can use a tablet and she's okay. like two. And she's, and she's probably like helping now mom or dad. Yeah, now they're born to... They're born into it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like you learn how to talk, mama, gaga. Mm. You learn how to play. You use a, a tablet and a phone and then you learn how to walk mm-hmm. that's how humanity is is changing now so youth there's no way that we're saying that youth is from 18 mm-hmm. hell no <laughs> youth are people with agency but facebook you should change your demographics yes <laughs> who are still young but they have agency and we're finding that people with agency are getting younger and younger and younger so we should look at what the 10 year olds are doing we should look at what um 13 you know going mm. up that's who we should be looking at because they are the ones who are driving the change and who are driving the trends do you think do you think the digital age has changed how we perceive and access information because um looking back a couple of years ago if you look at some of the content that we were putting up on our our social media yeah it was was mostly like really like more personal stuff yes. and sharing articles or yeah. on and whatever you found amusing interesting, or interesting yeah you know but lately i feel like also people have started to become more focused on their personal brands yeah and they've started selling and putting out content that actually speaks to to um their audience to yes. kind of perceive them in a special way exactly why do you think that is why is there this this need for this need to be unique and to be distinct it's because of the age that we live in you know i personally believe that we are moving towards a new world order uh, it might sound kooky yeah but i really think that we are because so this this fight for inclusion this fight for uh the death of homosexual i mean my bad of <laughs> homophobia mm. not homosexuality <laughs> the death of homophobia just like being accepting of people in the way that they are that is driving why people want to be unique mm. or in fact i think people have always wanted Mm. that it's just that right now we're at a stage where it's being accepted you know so it's a should i call it a trend i don't want to call it a trend because i hope that it lasts forever Mm. uh or it lasts for at least the rest of my lifetime um and i want to see i want to see like in my lifetime a world that is better you know where people are really loved and human like being a humanitarian is not a job it's what we become you know like it's what we are within mm. ourselves you know you just want to share what you have because you 
believe in the humanity of another person or you have reverence for the humanity of another person you know what i'm saying so i think it's just like yeah and we're also awakening you're starting to see a lot of people going mm. into like um eastern religions because eastern religions often um push for peace they push for self-awareness yeah. everyone is becoming self-aware mm. it's like and conscious and conscious yeah. exactly so conscious of your surroundings and self-aware those are like the biggest things you can have to succeed right now you know because when you're self-aware you you become more aware of others mm. as well if you respect yourself you can respect others if you love yourself you can love others and so forth and so on so we're just in an age of like a new awakening you know for people people are tired of capitalism greediness um because they can see that we're suffering you know like how can how can one be so rich mm. and then not give to exactly. others you know what i'm saying it's not a way it's not human it's not a way to live it's not human mm. we've evolved so far as human beings and now we're just coming to a, a place where the world is you know becoming it's softening a bit mm. you know and that's why i think and this self-awareness is why i think people are pushing themselves and their stories to share with other people mm. sometimes it's selfish because it's a trend and they're following a trend but um in other cases you find that people are really helping other people because a lot of people feel alone on this earth even when they have mm. people around them with everything that's happening in, mm. in in the digital space how how do we as as millennials mm. or and, and and how do we as brands um take advantage of it and how do we cons consistently stay relevant towards the shift um first of all i hate the term millennials <laughs> <laughs> i cannot i mean i understand about gen z and mm. whatever you know categorizing but millennials was just like ugh. anyway um i think the consistency lies in um it's not authentic. Yeah, it's you know not sustainable because trends yeah. eventually die out. Exactly. The beauty of 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 our industry as well is that people in the industry are awakened. You know, so when they are awakened, they are able to create work mm. that is awakening. Awaken. Exactly, mm. that will awaken others as well. So I think it will happen naturally. I don't think it's something that we need to be. Like, we need to pretend about or, like, you know, uh, research on or whatever. Yeah. The thing, and and the, the thing about it is that it's all about the truth. So if you, if you do, if you do your work with integrity, honesty, and staying consistent with, you know, the truth of the brand or whatever... And the truth in you mm. as well then it comes out like that i have found that a lot of people um who do my work sometimes forget that we are working with human beings that the brands need to connect to human beings mm. and they want to create award-winning work mm. in terms of like aesthetic and stuff so they forget to speak to people, to people when they are doing their research a huge part of my research is participant observation so I always go into 
the space that my my thing is used my brand is used or the product is used and i talk to people or text people or call people and i chat to them about you know what is their environment like you know things that are that seem unrelated mm. to the brand but actually make such a difference but that comes from studying anthropology as well Whoa. Yeah, I did I did anthropology <laughs> as an elective at UJ and it I promise you it changed my life. Mm. I I'd, I'd always been curious about how people why people do things always in like since I was a child I can remember asking different kids like why do you do this like this, <laughs> you know? And they would think that I'm being weird, weird, but it's literally because I have this curious mind mm. and anthropology gave me all the answers or it gave me a way to find the answers, different methodologies to find mm. the answers. And I use those to support my, my branding work that we find in textbooks and stuff. And I've always found that doing the human work gives out the best insight for the job. It it gives out those you know those golden nuggets that you never even thought of. Amen. I yeah. feel like I'm a church right now. <laughs> brand church. This is my brand church. I'm a brand preacher. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. We receive. We receive. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh. So, um, right now you're freelancing. Yes. Um, what what is what is next for Tando K? What can we expect from? Can her? I tell you something? You don't know your next My month. life is just so unpredictable. I never know. What I do want to do, though, is go back to school next year. Okay. I want to study. I want to do a uh, bachelor's in social sciences. So I want to study anthropology, sociology, psychology, and philosophy. So that I can truly understand, you know, mm. how the world works. Um, because now I've been just you know just skimming the top i read a lot i read quite a bit but i feel like there's so much more that i need to know and like i'm so interested in unraveling the secrets of of mm. the universe basically and i think that that's where they are in those subjects partially it's a big step awesome yeah awesome so i'd love to go back to school i don't know if it's gonna happen next year but i i know that i want to do a a bachelor's degree in social sciences. Awesome. Yeah. All the best. Thank kick, you. Kick ass. Yeah. Without I mean, I'm, I'm also doing the modeling thing, which is fun. Mm. Um, it's really fun. Really, and really I'm, fun. It's shocking. The like, weirdest thing, right? I've yeah. noticed that um, the like entrepreneurs right now and, yeah. and the creatives yeah. are doing more than one thing. Yes. Like, Look, they don't I, just have run, their job. Yeah, like, yes. like people, like people would go on my Instagram and yeah. think, ah, oh, this guy is always like, you know, out at lunches, yeah. always taking nice pictures. Yeah. But I'm in front of a screen and like every day because yeah. that's my job. Like, yes, I run a digital agency. Yeah. But between that, I am influencing some brands. Mm-hmm. Um, between that, I am podcasting. Yeah. Be- be- between that, I'm content creating. Yes. And it's just a beautiful like seen to to like see how creatives and content creators are not doing more than one thing and it's it's not because it's it's a survival thing but it's because people have realized that look i have got so many layers to me yes and i can touch more than 
two, three things exactly. at a time. Exactly. You know? That's me. It's this thing that we've learned that like our, our being is infinite. So whatever your interests are, like if you can, if your being is infinite, it means that you can do anything and everything that you want to do. Mm. Right. And we've always been taught that you, you should believe mm. that you can do and be anything that you want to be. But then they ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you, you can, can only one choose thing. one thing. Right. <laughs> but it, in the truth, like in, in truth, it's not the case, mm. you know. I, as a kid, I wanted to be a doctor and a model and a singer and an actress. And, and, thought, and who says I, crazy? Who says I cannot be all those things in my life? Right now, I'm a brand strategist. I'm a model because mm. I get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> I will call myself a model because I get paid for it. Um, I I'm a creative. I've I've done creative direction for my own shoots. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So. It's like, you can't box me. And I can be anything I want to be. And if it's three things at once, so be it. If it's five, I'm going to do it. If I have the time, I will do it. And I will make time for it. And it just but, shows that at from from like a human level, yeah. we can function at such a high level. Yeah. Because doing, We're so multi-dimensional. Doing, exactly. Like doing yeah. all those things, literally like... Every creative has more than four or five jobs yeah. that they're actually doing, but yeah. they, they're not noticing it because no. everything is under the creative umbrella. Yes, yes, you know? yes. So it's just really beautiful to to be seeing that. Yeah. Um, and and thank you so much for the beautiful insight that you've given us. Yeah, regarding it's a pleasure. Regarding strategy, it was it was really insightful. Like I learned. Now I'm gonna go back to the drawing board. And yeah. Say, how do humans connect? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It's literally <laughs> observing people observe how people do things like people are strange creatures like i'm always looking at people Mm. looking at myself you know like why do people do weird things like this and that's where your answer lies Mm. why 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 Why? yeah know your why exactly thank you so much (laughs) it's a pleasure making it this has been another episode of pioneers plus pretenders and we'll see you guys on the next episode bye